This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, it. You'll float too. Beep, beep, Richie. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And Brett was too scared to watch this movie. Yeah, he said too scary. Yep, he's like, I watched it opening night and I will never watch it again. After the incident. Yeah, being fickle matter. Yeah, he only brings one pair of pants to the theater and that's the pair that he wears. What an amateur move. (laughs) Uh, so this movie, it, it starts the 20, 2017, not the, not the miniseries from the nineties. Correct. Which we'll get to soon enough. Yeah. Cause we're doing a thing. We haven't done this thing in a while. No. Yeah. We're going to do uh yeah, spoilers. We're going to do a, uh, we're going to watch the first half of the it miniseries next week. I, we're not going to do a full-blown comparison episode after that. We'll just talk about it after this the second movie, but we think it'll be fun. There's it, lots of differences. It'll be fun. So we how, start does, in, how does this movie start, Chris? Well, we're in Derry because right. Stephen King. Uh, I bet that's in Maine. Yeah. Oddly enough, there's no writers or alcoholics. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I guess there is one person smoking, though, so that's a thing. That is that is definitely a thing that happened. Yeah, well, he quit smoking and then, like, had to write stories about people not smoking and how terrible it was. So we meet up with uh, a couple of kids. Were they up to no good? Yeah, they started making trouble in the neighborhood. <laughs> I think they were making a boat. Yep. So we got a... Oh, I don't know. What are we going to call him? Uh, John Boy. So, uh, wrong wrong one, but good pull. Yep. So John Boy and his little brother, little John Boy. <laughs> you can just call him little... No, he's not, little, he's not John Boy. He's just little John. Uh, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> So, they're making a boat because it's the 80s, man. What do you want from them? They don't have the internet or anything yet. I never made a paper boat as a kid. I didn't either because I wasn't born in 1954. Well, yeah, but this is set in like 80, mm, 88. Yeah. So, they uh they make a boat and... um. Old uh, little John has to head down to the basement to get some wax, and some creepiness ensues. Yeah, it's just creepy, general, dark, creepy basement stuff, which is understandable because, you know, it was dark and creepy down there. Yeah. So little John grabs his boat and his crunk juice and heads off to the the storm drain because he's going to go send it down. Just sail it on a river of scissor. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he puts it in the thing. He gives chase, and it ends up in a storm drain because, of course, it did. 
I do like that he clotheslines himself on a uh, sawhorse, which was pretty good. <laughs> and uh, Georgie is uh, like, oh, crap, my boat went in the storm drain. John Boy will be mad because I guess he used the good newspaper on it. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, oh, it's like I spent four minutes making this and then another minute and a half waxing it. That's five and a half minutes I'll never of my life. I'll never get back, kid. I, mm. So little John heads over and sees something down in the storm drain. That's it's something a being a clown. With like, with like Nosferatu front teeth, kind of like, you know, the movie Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't know, Mr Mr. Clown down there. What's his name? Uh, he doesn't have a name yet. Oh no. I mean I, I have trouble calling them anything but Pennywise personally. <laughs> Fair enough. So Pennywise is like, Hey buddy, how's it going? You you look like you want your boat. You want your boat? And uh, little John's like, "What?" And he's and Pennywise is like, "No, it's cool. We're 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 buddies. I like popcorn or whatever. It's, but I'm just some weird yellow-eyed clown in a storm drain guy. I don't see what the problem <laughs> is here." Yeah, and we're not strangers because I introduced myself to you, and you introduced yourself to me. Only you didn't. I just knew your name. Yep. And so little John's like, well, that checks out. I'll stick my arm in the storm drain. Well, how is he going to get the boat if you don't stick your arm in the storm drain? And he gets the old uh, the old arm bite ripoff trick. Yeah, like the bite with like 17 rows of teeth. It's like a shark. And little John is drugged down to the sewers. By really long arms. And then we flash forward. A little whiles. Yeah, like a couple months. It's, now it's the beginning of... They're at the end of the school year now. Yep. And they're going on summer vacation. And we meet up with... Uh, I mean, the, the nerd the, herd? Well, first we, we meet specifically up with old, uh, old Mike. Oh, yeah. Mike, we'll use his actual name because we, don't, we won't need to use it very often. Yeah, he, he's got a bad enough time we don't need to make it worse exactly and uh turns out he doesn't like to kill sheep with um a weird piston air gun thing yeah you know like the guy from no country for old men uses yeah and um he's like that's my friend though i can't do it and his grandfather's like quit being a wussy here's how you do it you know if you don't if you don't, basically, if you don't shit on other people, you're going to get shit on. So, you know, man up. <laughs> and now we meet the nerd herd. Yeah. With, uh, we have what, the Baron Munchausen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we have Night Court. <laughs> and, um, oh, the, <laughs> the rabbi's son. Yeah. He has almost no defining qualities except for being Jewish in this movie. Yeah, he's he's the Jewish one. And yeah, that's like, not my like, fault. I don't mean to say that, but that's that's what they gave me to work with here, guys. 
Yeah, like he's a yarmulke. He has a yarmulke, and they're talking about his uh, bar mitzvah, and his dad's the rabbi, and that's almost all the character development this kid gets. So we'll call him the rabbi's son. And they're uh, they're all excited because summer's summer's on the way. So they're all getting ready to go off and do kid stuff. But then they get a they get a run in with the local bully. Yeah, like the three bullies. Yeah, there's the dude who th- I was wearing what I thought was a Cub Scout hat, but it turns out to not be. Mm-hmm. Um, there is Jeremy Sisto. Or the kid, I don't know. It's just the, the taller, curly-haired, dark, dark-haired kid, and uh, who likes to play Yamaka Ultimate Yamaka. Yeah, apparently that's, that's a fun game. <laughs> and then there's uh, the dude who wasn't in Stranger Things but could have been. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they're uh, they're all being generalized uh, jerk asses. Yep. Yep, Jeremy Sisto uh, takes the yarmulke off the uh, rabbi's son's head and just whips it into a passing school bus, <laughs> which, like, through the window. I'm like, it was a good shot, but you're still an asshole. Yeah, but then his, uh, the, the king bully's dad shows up. and Who is, like, a cop or the chief of police? I'm not really sure which, what his actual title is, but he is of the law enforcement persuasion. Yeah, and uh, so and they they give it's not a wet willy. I don't, what do you call it when you lick your hand and rub it on a guy's face? Besides, fucking weird. <laughs> I don't think there is any other term for that. I don't know what that was. I've never seen that move before, but <laughs> no, it sure seems yeah. uh, weird. It's intimately gross. <laughs> I'm totally going to use that the next time I'm in a scuffle at a bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we cut to uh, Flounder. Oh, no, no. We get. Um, no, we meet up with old. Uh, yeah. What's her name? Um, uh, who did she remind me of? Uh, crap. She's got the. Molly Ringwald. Sure. That's not who I was thinking of, but we can go with Molly Ringwald. So Molly Ringwald is in the in the in the ladies' room smoking like you do. Smoking in the girls' room. And a bunch of the other girls throw water on her and call her a slut. Not even that. They take the trash, put water into the trash can with the trash that's already in there to make a nice trash slurry, and then they dump it on top of her. But she realizes it's coming and just holds her book bag up over her head to protect herself from the trash waterfall. And um, as she's leaving, she meets up uh, with... Uh, oh, oh, but they call her a slut and all that fun stuff. Yeah, you know, because kids are fucking terrible. Yep. So she meets up with old uh, Flounder. Flounder, yeah, who can't uh, hold a diorama and move his bike at the same time and listen to new kids on the block. Yeah. Three things that are beyond three things at a time beyond him. Yeah. Cause it's the eighties. Get it. I was like new kids on the block where they, I could have trying to figure out when they were big. I couldn't remember, but it was like, I guess I was like in sixth grade. 
Yeah, it's the eighties. Did did you notice that yet? Yes. Okay, just making sure. But there was, I don't know, like they didn't dress. No one dressed like they were in the eighties. Yeah, it's weird. It's only the eighties when it's important that they show you it's the eighties. Yeah, like uh, yeah, like John Boy has like Dungeons and Dragons posters up in his bedroom, and there's some like eighties bands in various people's bedrooms. Yeah, you'll but, see like a marquee on the theater will change to have various 80s movies. Yeah, like uh, one movie I really liked and one movie I didn't. I don't remember what they were now, but anyway. So, um, yeah. So Flounder's Molly, like, uh, I don't have friends. And Molly Ringwald's like, I'll sign your yearbook. And then he's like, I love you forever. Yeah. And and yeah, he was she was the only person to sign his yearbook, but she she signed it in a very nice way. Mm-hmm. And then he drops his diorama. Yeah. Cause why would you take that home? Did, did, I don't, I made dioramas. I don't remember ever bringing them home. No, but I think that might tie into his research later is why he wanted it. Mm. Yeah. He is a professional researcher. Yeah. So anyway, John boy, he heads on home and dad's dad's there and he's mad at John boy. For creating the scale replica of the sewer system out of like the have a trail pieces for a hamster. Yeah, which is pretty good. And he's like, and, and so he takes like, he's like, no, dad, look, watch this. And takes like a G.I. Joe and like drops him in there and then like pours up a random pitcher of water he just had lying around somewhere down in after him. And like he washes out through the tunnel that leads to the barrens. And he's like, look, Georgie could have washed down there. And though, I mean, if that's the case, like it's been months. Like, was he just supposed to like had his little brother supposed to like, I don't know, like just been leading a survivalist life down in the barrens the whole time? Yeah, because it couldn't. I mean, how far could it possibly be? A couple of miles? You think he could have found his way back? Yeah. But no, and his dad's like, and it also he shows they show that he like had taken the a map of the sewer system out of his dad's office. Cause apparently his dad is in the public works department and his dad's like, dude, your brother is dead. Like he, he is dead. You have to like accept this. We've all accepted this. He's dead. Yeah, it's like, the, it's like the first episode of red dwarf and they just keep telling Dave, like tell them Lister that nope, they're dead. They're all dead, Dave. Dave, they're all dead. Yeah, they're and all dead. there's a hard time accepting something that happened, and it's it's hard on you. And then there's building scale models of sewer systems to have a, a faux corpse of your brother to show where he could have washed out. Yeah, well, and, and I'm sure it's hard on the parents, too, like having their son constantly remind them that their youngest son, like, probably died a horrific death. You know, thanks. Thanks for the reminder, son. I couldn't have gone one day without crying. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Hey, dad, have I showed you my sweet system of sewers that show where your child's desiccated corpse ended up? Yeah. No, but thank you for that. It's it's yeah. cool. I needed that on a Wednesday. <laughs> so, yeah. And so we have our first example of a parent parent being shitty. Yeah, well, at least his parent. At least his parents understandable. He's not actually trying to be shitty. He's just 
pissed off. He has to keep telling his son to stop building scale models of the sewers. So we have now we meet up with Mike because that's how this movie works. He's got to deliver some meat. Yeah, not, not in a porn way. Yeah, not a euphemism. He really is. They they kill sheep for a living. So yeah. So he's uh he's at the back of the butcher shop there, and he hears a bunch of hoot hollering and whatnot coming from inside. Well, there's like smoke and orange light coming out from behind the door. Yeah, and uh, Mike opens it up, and it, there's uh you know some burnt up people hoot hollering and yelling and being burning like you do like you do and then old Mike sees uh, Pennywise and he's like hmm this all seems odd and almost gets hit by a car yep as piloted by the three teenage dirtbags and um they, they say some not nice things to him yeah they're very racist yes incredibly like, get out of our town, I think, is uh, one of the main lines. And um, I think they infer that his parents wouldn't have died in a house fire if they just never would have been in Derry, which is classy. Yep. Yeah. So that's a weird thing that happens. Yeah, especially, like, I mean, like, the, the timeline of this movie, this would have been, like, the early 80s maybe late like early 80s when this they died like so we're talking early 80s like some hardcore racism which i'm not saying didn't exist it just was a little less obvious then seems a little heavy-handed for your clown monster movie yeah i mean i think it's more they had the time shift doesn't serve this storyline as well because yeah, I mean they they set in the eighties, but I think the the original it book is what set in the seventies. It I think it's a, it's earlier just by virtue of what it was written. Yeah. And so and and that kind of like you know, that kind of stuff happened more overtly back then as opposed to the the mid eighties. So enough of not that. Saying, not saying racism didn't exist in the mid eighties, it totally did. Yeah. Still does. So uh, now we meet up with with Stan, and uh, he's at the synagogue studying for his bar mitzvah because, of course, he is because he's Jewish. I don't know if they've pointed that out yet. Yeah, and so apparently he reads poorly from the Torah. Yeah, and he's always been creeped out by this painting in his dad's office. It is a weird painting. It is a weird painting. I don't know why you would hang that up in your synagogue office. That Maybe you really like flutes? I guess maybe. He only sees the flute. He doesn't see anything else. Yep. He's like, that's a nice flute. That is a hell of a flute. I'm hanging that up. Yeah. Yeah. Straight. It's silvery. <laughs> it's, it's Cylindrical. Got, it's got several holes in it. Yep. Like a proper flute should. Oh, yeah. So uh, the painting falls down, and uh, Stan picks it up, but now the lady's not there. And he says, that's weird. So he turns around, and then, lo and behold, creepy painting lady's there. Ah. And she's got a bunch of 
pointy teeth. Yep, and a weird fucked up face. And Stan puts that in the no thank you category and takes the fuck off. Yeah, he's like, good day, sir, or ma'am, and leaves. <laughs> Where's your flute? Bye. We all flute down here. Meanwhile, at the local library, Ben is partaking in his favorite ben, no, no, pastime. No, flounder. Oh, flounder. My my bad. Yeah. He's uh, partaking in every child's favorite pastime, researching town history at the local library. Which at least the librarian has the good sense to make fun of him for doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because normally I'm like, don't pick on a kid. But like, no, pick on that kid. It's the first day of summer vacation and he's in the library looking up town history. Yeah, and and for some reason they have a book that is made up of photocopies of news articles. Yeah, you know, that thing they have at the local library normally. <laughs> Not newspapers like, or microfiche or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I came from a very small, like, my school was in a very small town. And we had, like, actual newspapers. We never had, like, books of copies of newspapers. Eddie, uh, he finds during his research that the children of Derry disappear all the time. And they have for hundreds of years yeah but he's specifically researching the ironworks explosion today yeah which happened on easter and as he's flipping through you see a nice little quick shot of like a wagon with pennywise the dancing clown on the side of it and then later on there's this picture and as he flips it's like it's like in blade runner when he tells the, the the photograph analysis thing to go to a certain sector and you know zoom in and zoom in and it kind of goes click 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 that's kind of what you know the same visual kind of thing happening was the flips through this and it like ends up focusing on some kid's head decapitated well debodyated head in a tree yeah and uh somehow or another he gets lured into the basement well by the I mean, eggs. He, yeah, there's the Easter eggs. Because, like, what is what is wrong with the kids in this movie? Yeah, I mean, okay, so you, you know, you're you researching the Easter explosion of an ironworks plant, and then, and you, you, you've already done some research, we'll find out later, about how kids disappear a whole lot in dairy, and then you see a smoking Easter egg standing on, like, standing upright, you know, balancing perfectly upright and smoking. And your first instinct is, I need to go look closer at that. Oh, there's more of them. I should probably follow them. That's that's yeah. a thing I should go look into more. Certainly. And he heads down to the basement where he meets up with uh, his friend, the rest of the kid's uh, decapitated body. Yeah. And that's that is a cool shot. Where like it comes down the stairs, and then there's the reveal that it has no head, but the way it moves, it moves like it's on marionette strings, but it moves way too quickly to be on marionette strings, and it just oh man, it, it like just slammed me right into the uncanny valley with that. It was like the literally the hair on my arms stood on end. It was great. 
It is really unsettling. And for some reason, he runs away from it. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. So uh, he's on his way home, and he's like, oh, how could this day get any worse? And then this day gets any worse. Yep. He gets jumped by the teenage dirtbags. Yep. And uh, teenage dirtbags are like, hey, let's uh, let's use this lighter inflammable canister of whatever the hell it was, and we'll burn him. Yeah, it was – what was it? Like, it wasn't paint, but when he shook it, it had, like, the little metal ball that, like, bounced around inside um, that you use in paint to, to mix it. Yeah, I don't know. Some aerosol-based something. I mean, like, Aquanet, I don't think, has that in it. It just is a aerosol can. Yeah, whatever the hell it was. I'm just saying it was bad sound design is what I'm saying. Old, uh... But the the boss bully, he says, nah, nah, nah. I'm going to carve my name in his stomach because I'm a maniac. Yeah, because I'm a psychopath. And uh, some old folks drive by and they're like, eh, kid carving up another kid. That's a thing that happens, I guess. That's probably fine. Yeah. And then Founder's like, help me. And they're just like, later. <laughs> We've got yeah. bingo. We're going to be late for the early bird special if we help this kid. Yep. So, so he uh, does the only thing he can do. Yep, and he gives them the classic Nard shot. <laughs> and then flips over backwards over the <laughs> the end of the uh, the edge of the bridge that they're over. And uh, a chase ensues in the woods where uh, the teenage dirtbags are after him. He manages to uh, meet up with uh, the losers. Yep. The nerd herd as they're exploring, starting to explore the sewers. Yeah. Because because John Boy convinced them that they should do that. And they're all like, yeah, sure, whatever. We got nothing better to do. Better making goddamn boats. Yep. And they do find a shoe of a girl who had recently disappeared. And that's when Flounder washes up and uh they they invite him to join up with the nerd herd and they uh kind of take off yeah but they they realize he's bleeding so they take him to the they take him to the pharma the pharmacy to get supplies with which to patch his bleeding but not before one of the teenage dirt bags heads into the sewer to look for him and he meets up with some Evil children. <laughs> yeah, they're not the. That's not the the scariest part of the movie for certain. Yeah, and um, he runs away from them, and then a bunch of balloons. Pennywise shows up, and you know, eats them and stuff. Yeah, I liked it better in the miniseries. But we'll get into that next. Yeah, not save it, Troy. Zip. Don't don't blow your podcast load already my my podcast my wadcast you i don't want to yeah. know what that is it's a podcast about doom <laughs> it's all about the best custom levels yep <laughs> the wadcast so now everybody's at the local um pharmacy so you know help him out because you know he's bleeding and stuff which is and, and, a, one of his primary character traits in this movie is he bleeds from the stomach a lot. 
Yeah, and fucking Night Court is like, you gotta suck the wound. You gotta suck the wound. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you can you can lay off that one now. It's it's, it's not funny. It's you gotta say it more. It makes it funnier. Yeah, and Barry Munchausen's like, ah, injury, illness. I know all about these things. Let me go shopping. And grabs like all the disinfectants and all the bandages. And John Boy's like, uh, dude, we got like three bucks. We can't afford all this. Yep. But don't worry. Molly Ringwald's there. And yep. she uh plays to the pharmacist's weakness of being a creepy pervert. Yeah, yeah. Tells him he looks like uh he looks like Clark Kent in his glasses. And ooh, can she try them on? And and he tells her that she looks just like Lois Lane. Yeah. And it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, I'm like, cool, cool. She's like 13. Cool, cool. Yeah. But meanwhile, the other guys like shoplift all the stuff they need to fix up Flounder. And she swipes a pack of smokes as well. Yeah. And they, uh, they get old Flounder patched up. And I, I guess they go home, but so no, they go, they go swimming. Well, first old uh, Molly Ringwald heads home. Oh yeah, and um, because she t- had to go pick up the tampons. Yeah, and turns out that uh, her dad is um a, a, a really gross motherfucker. Yeah, uh, he's he apparently uh, fancies his daughter, which mm-hmm. is. Terrible and disgusting. And uh, this upsets her, so she tries. Shockingly to, enough, she tries to ugly herself up a little bit by cutting her hair. Yep. And so that's somehow manages to give herself a really nice haircut. Yeah, I mean she's she's good at what she does. Yeah. So now everybody heads to the local quarry. Where uh, everybody's going to go swimming. And this is, okay, this is one of those, this is um, a Matt Alex level of nitpick here. Okay. Uh, If you would like to listen to more of these styles of nitpicks, please listen to Horror Show Hot Dog, where Matt will discuss how you open doors in schools. But, uh, so, Flounder has a a nice bandage over his stomach wound. And at no point... Does Baron Munchausen say, you can't swim in this. You're going to get like infected in your open wound that's underneath this bandage, which he like was, is just obsessed with disease. You know, he's, he's what, hypochondriac germaphobe is how he's presented at this point. Chris, thank you very much. Oh, I apologize. Yeah. And you should. And then, uh, and, but at no point does the germaphobe say, oh, my God, you have an open wound. You can't possibly do this. And I was like, I think that would, be, that would have been really in character for him to do. And there was no mention of it at all. Instead, they're both try, they're all trying to, like, go to each other into jumping off of this cliff into a body of water. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to because, of course, they don't. But Molly Ringwald shows up and puts them all to shame. Yep. She's like, here, I'm going to strip down to my skivvies and jump into the water, you bunch of pussies. Yeah. 
And uh, she does. And they all are hanging out and they're swimming and they're they're bonding as as a group. Yep. They find a turtle. They think something's like like touching their feet. Turns out that there's a turtle down there. Classic quarry. Yeah. And then they get out and she decides to sunbathe. Yep. And, and every, everybody's get, into that. Yeah, we get the most realistic depiction of a bunch of 13-year-old boys uh, sitting around while, while a girl in her underwear sunbathes, which is we are going to stare at her like wordlessly until she turns to look at us, and then we're all of a sudden like going to cross our legs, put our hands in our lap, and then turn to each other and act like we weren't totally just staring at a girl in her underwear. <laughs> Yeah, they might as well uh, all started whistling when she turned around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, pay no attention to our weird boners. Thank you. (laughs) It's always like that. I'm 13. I can't help it. Yeah. Oh, look, the wind changed. Uh, Got a boner again. Oh, I woke up. Yep. So uh, Flounder tells everybody some stories about dairy, you know, and how, like, Everybody dies. All the kids get abducted. Shit blows up. Yeah, like the amount of like the what the amount of people who disappear in dairy is like six times the national average, and that's just for the adults. The kids for the kids, it's way worse. Yeah, which I'm I'm thinking, you think somebody at some point would I don't know, call somebody about that? Like maybe the cops would be like hello fbi do you know how many kids went missing this year all of them maybe yeah. maybe help us look into this a little bit but hey what do i know yeah well i mean you're on the internet with a podcast chris you know lots it's true we're authorities know. now we are professionals after all yeah goddamn professionals and uh he what he drops the bomb that uh Every 27 years, a bunch of kids disappear. But somehow, John Boy knew that too, just to take the wind out of his sails. Yeah, he's just he's just cock blocking. Yeah, it's like everybody knows that flounder idiot. Yeah, although I did like how uh, Molly Ringwall almost outed him as a new kids on the block fan because he has a poster on the back of his door. Yeah, that is pretty good. Yep. And, uh, but yeah, like this kid, like he is like one, one skein of yarn away from like having the crazy, like yarn and picture board on his walls. Yeah. He's seriously close to a beautiful minding this shit. Yeah. So, um, everybody heads home and we, we get to see old, uh, Baron Munchausen and he's, uh, He's heading home, and some kind of leper monster shows up. The Toxic Avenger. Yeah, and he's all, like, uh, asking for pills, like you do. Yep. And so, uh, Barry Munchausen's like, fuck all this shit, and then he runs off. And as well, because he- he's, he's in front of this, like, creepy-ass, like, burnt, like, run-down, like, Bates Motel. <laughs> You know, like house above Bates Motel, kind of looking house. Yeah, it is, it is every haunted house from every movie ever. Yeah, pretty much. 
And, and as, so the the leper chases him like into the yard and around the house. And then of course Pennywise shows up. Yep. With, with an inverted pyramid of balloons. Yeah, which are totally there in real life. Yeah, they're definitely not the same balloon copied a bunch of times with CGI. No, no, they're really there. I won't hear another word of it. <laughs> uh, and Bear Munchausen's like, well, I'll I'll also run away from that. That's I'll definitely not stick around. Yep, and then you hear them all pop, and then Pennywise disappears. Because of course he did. Yeah. Back at Molly Ringwald's house. She found a postcard in her backpack with a poem about her hair in it. Yeah. It, and she's convinced that John Boy wrote it. Yeah. I mean, but it wasn't. It, nope. was, it was actually Flounder. He's the poet. Yeah. And I'm convinced he probably stole that from a book somewhere that he read because that's the kind of thing that seems like he would do. Yeah, he was doing research on horrible poems. Yes. And yeah, then he copied that down for her because he thought it sounded romantic. And so she goes in the bathroom to read it because apparently that's the only place where she can get some fucking peace and quiet in here, in this place. And then the sink starts talking to her. Yeah. And then uh, some kind of crazy... Japanese movie hair monster jumps out. Yeah, we've seen this movie. It's called Exta. Yeah. You should watch it. It yeah, was good. It is pretty good. With the hair conditioning. Oh, man. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, hair comes flying out of the drain and, like, wraps up one arm and then the other arm and then, like, her neck and starts pulling her towards the drain and then it just vomits up, like, evil dead levels of blood out of the drain. So that was good. I think they, they they must have like I I don't think Sam Raimi got a consulting credit for this movie, but he probably should just for that scene. On principle alone. Yeah. And like they must have like just like drained like an entire tanker truck of caro syrup out of that drain <laughs> into her face. Yeah. You gotta give her credit for taking one for the team on that. Yeah. And, her, and uh, uh, her dad busts in. He's like, what's with all the racket? You got a boy haircut. <laughs> and she's like, uh, yeah, the sink and the blood and blood. And she, he's like, I don't want to hear about your lady problems. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a real cool guy. Yeah, but he doesn't notice the gallons of blood coating the, uh, the walls and floor and ceiling of his bathroom. Meanwhile, because, again, the movie likes to do this, we meet up with John Boy, and he's, uh, I don't know, just kind of farting around at home, and he thinks he sees Georgie head down to the basement. So John Boy heads down to the basement where he saw old Georgie, and he's, uh, you know, giving him the old, you float, we float, we all float for floating. We all float down, yeah, we all float for floating float. Until he screams real loud and turns into nothing. Does he chase him up the stairs? Well, Pennywise does after okay. little John yeah. turns into nothingness. I, I gotta say, the kid who plays little John playing Pennywise 
is real good as a creepy little motherfucker. Yeah, that's true. I like him better. I liked him better as creepy. I'm Pennywise playing Georgie as Georgie. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So um, sense almost made sense. So and as as is par for the course at this point, he runs away. Like you should. Oh, uh, yeah. Stranger danger. Indeed. They haven't met yet. Nope. So um, now we got the kids the next day. They're riding their bikes around where they see uh, they, they see Mike's bike. That's fun to say. Mike's bike. And the uh, teenage dirtbags car. And they go to see what's heading, heading on. Heading on. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> Apply directly to your head. So they head down to the creek to see what's happening, and they see uh, the teenage dirtbags being a bunch of racists. Yeah, like beating the shit out of the one black protagonist in this movie. And then uh, that leads into a good old-fashioned rock fight. Yep. Where the uh, the nerd herd apparently are much better rock throwers than the dirtbags, <laughs> and they dodge. They're like, not like they're not matrix level dodging, but they're doing a pretty god good job dodging those rocks. The dirtbags not so much. Yeah, so uh, the nerd herd is victorious because of course they are, and they, well, they uh, have like twice as many people throwing rocks, which probably helped. Well, it didn't hurt. <laughs> and they're all uh they all as they leave they reminisce about the times that uh the creepy monsters have shown up and scared them all and they're all like what me too nah so did I also so, yeah. so did me and then my ringwall's like I need to show you something mhm and that something is blood lots of blood and like she opens up the door to the bathroom, convinced that they're all going to be like, "Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bathroom. What's the big deal?" But no, they see the the metric gallons of blood that have been shot all over that bathroom, and they're like, "Fuck." Yep. So and they, they and they clean it to a cure song. Yeah, like you do. That's how I clean all the blood out of my bathroom normally. That's often why my wife says, "Alexa." Play the cure. So next up, the kids go to uh, Bill's garage, where he happens to have his uh, sewer recreation supplies handy, and they use a map and a slide projector to overlay old dairy with the sewers, and it yes. all lines hold, up. Hold on one second, please, Chris. Mm -hmm. Alexa, stop. Sorry, the Echo actually did start playing The Cure when I said that. Well, I mean... I don't know if, don't know if the podcast picked it up or not. I kind of hope it did, but... <laughs> That's pretty it good. It was fitting. It was Lullaby, you know, about the Spider-Man comes. Gross. Yeah. So, uh, now uh, the kids are like, okay, so we overlaid Old Dairy Map with the sewers, and it turns out... All the bad stuff that happens happens over the sewers. Dun dun dun. What? And they all link together at the well house or whatever the hell it's called. 
the well house, which they didn't know where the well house was, but then they realized that the well house is the every haunted house in a horror movie ever house. And then the projector starts going all wild, showing uh, pictures of John Boy and Lil John and their their folks. But Pennywise is over Mom's face, and uh, needless to say, nobody's a big fan of that happening. Nope. <laughs> Maybe that's why people find Pennywise sexy. Because he turns into his mom? Yeah, like mommy issues, I guess. I don't know. Ah, that's a real Oedipus thing. Yeah. So they uh they kick the projector over, but then it keeps going until uh Pennywise shows up in giant form and goes boogity boo. And and motherfucking Flounder saves the motherfucking day by opening up the garage door and letting the sun in. Yeah, because he's a vampire or something. I guess I don't know. I'm a I. I'm going to say that it was because the light of the sun like drowned out the light from the projector, so he couldn't they closed the portal or drowned out the portal. Seems reasonable. As reasonable as anything else in this movie. So now uh, the nerd herd heads over to the the well house, so they can face Pennywise because that seems like a plan you could make. Well, I mean, Bill's like. My brother's in there, probably, so I'm going to give a nice speech. And we haven't mentioned that Bill stutters, but he gives some speech about, you know, saving people and manning up and whatever else. I don't know, like hot dogs and an apple pie and... Yeah, bluebirds and patriotism. Yeah, mission accomplished. I don't know. And then, uh, and, but he doesn't stutter the entire time. And I was like, oh, wow, that kid, like... I like Bill didn't stutter that whole time, and then one of the kids, I believe it's Night Court, says Bill didn't stutter through that whole time. And I was like, well, apparently I have the mental capacity of a thirteen-year-old. Nah, you won't hear me argue that point. Yeah, I don't think anyone will. So uh, most of them stay outside, and only uh, John Boy, Night Court, and Baron Munchausen head in, and. Uh, yep. Uh, various uh, creepiness ensues. Uh, Night Court finds his missing child poster. Mm-hmm. And he's... Which was... He needed convinced he wasn't missing, which I'm like, ah, I feel like you know that already, buddy. I don't think you need reassured, but whatever. Well, it was for July 4th, I think, or 13th, and we hadn't quite reached that yet in the movie, I think, so I think he was kind of like, I'm going to go missing! Ah! And they're like, it's an illusion. He makes a bunch of illusions. It's not real. He's like, well, it's a, this piece of paper. It's right here. It says right here, paper. It says I'm going to go missing. And, and they're like, it's not real. And that's really basically what the whole argument boils down to. Yeah. Uh, Baron Munchausen gets separated, and Pennywise creeps him out so bad he falls through a hole from the second floor onto a table and busts his arm up. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I've broken bones in stupid ways but I don't know how falling on a table on your back can break both your radius and your ulna but apparently it can yeah, it's, he's, he's good at what he does yeah he and, puts the fall in prep fall and then there's a, there's a, a weird monster head 
of uh, Baron Munchausen in a mattress that makes the black stuff catch the floor on fire. Yeah. Oh, but Night Court has a whole, like, Night Court has a fear of clowns, apparently. And so he opens up a door, and there's just, like, a bunch of, like, clown statues and mannequin-type things in there. Dolls, even. One of them dressed like the Pennywise from the miniseries. I don't know if you noticed that, Chris. I did. It's a nice touch. Yep. And there's a box in the center of the room, which is revealed to be his coffin. Yep. And there's little dummy-sized night court. Yep. And he's like, hmm, that doesn't seem great. And uh, nope. they and get he out. closes it. And then Pennywise comes leaping out of it like a jack-in-the-box. Yeah. And, and then he manages to escape, and then um, they go into the, the room that's only got the part of a person hanging in it. Well, there's the doors that say, nothing scary at all, scary, and really scary. Yeah. And of course, they... I thought was pretty funny. They picked the not scary at all one, because, I mean, yeah. I mean, why yeah, wouldn't it's you? The gr- and hanging there is the torso of the girl whose shoe they found in the sewer. Barbara Simpson? And then they they managed to say they ain't scared, which makes it go away. They ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. So, um, I appreciate that. They head downstairs and they see that he's Pennywise is down there after flipping around out of an old refrigerator to eat Baron Munchausen's face or whatever. Like de de uh, contortioning, yeah. And right in the nick of time, Molly Ringwald wall that shows up and jabs like a one of the wrought iron fence things through his head. Yep. And I I kind of did give a fuck yeah when that happened. I will admit. And uh, I, basically, every time Molly Ringwald like saves the day i kind of uttered a fuck yeah and pennywise is like well this isn't going super great i'm gonna go ahead and just fuck off yeah i'll just go down the well it's fine yeah so uh jump smash cut we're now somewhere where eddie's mom is super pissed on account of his broken arm which kind of makes sense with her character and uh, everybody gets into a little fight afterwards about, you know, not wanting to get murdered by clown monsters. Murderly erdlerd, Chris? Yes, quite. <laughs> and um, how, you know, Georgie's probably dead since it's been a solid fucking year, bro. Like, time to move on. So the. And basically, the, the nerd herd just falls apart. Yeah. And uh, so everybody's kind of gone their separate ways. Uh, uh, for whatever reason, there's a, a a scene dedicated to Baron Munchausen getting loser written on his cast by a mean girl at a pharmacy. Well, there's also the part where she tells him that all the pills he takes are placebos. Uh, gazebos. He's like, what's a placebo? She's like, it's bullshit. That's what it is. It's, it's bullshit, idiot. I'm going to write loser on your cast because you suck. Well, that's, that's the mean girl who had trash water dumped on Molly Ringwald. So it's understandable. Cleo Duvall, 
That's the fucking name I was looking for a half hour ago. Oh. Instead of Molly Ringwald, Good I was timing. thinking Clea Duval. Too late now. Yeah. You've ruined it. Yeah, I've I've lost I, I missed my chance. I threw away my shot. You only had one shot. That's right. Meanwhile, and, uh, yeah. So he and then he goes back to his house. Oh no, that's that's not quite yet. Yeah, and so uh, oh, Mike is killing lamb or killing sheep with the the piston gun now. Yeah, because I guess seeing a monster clown gave him the courage. Yeah, and Stan apparently can read Hebrew. And Night Court was there to see him read Hebrew. Yeah, and and the Cowardly Lion had courage the whole time. It was is is, yep. And the call came from inside the house. <laughs> so anyway, meanwhile, teenage dirtbags—they're all trying to shoot cats with guns because they're fucking monsters. Yeah, there's some serious socio psychopathic things happening in that little group. And uh, Officer Dad shows up and he's like, oh, you want to shoot at stuff? Well, maybe I'll shoot at you, you fucking wuss bags. Yeah. And he's like, you see that? That's that's a pussy right there because he just totally flaked out when I scared him. So. See the way my teenage kid panicked when his dad shot at him? What a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Real men don't panic when their fathers shoot at them. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, Father of the Year Award right there. Uh, he's got some stiff competition. Yeah. So uh, We haven't quite gotten to that yet. So old uh, Boss Bully sees a balloon at the mailbox and goes and checks it out and he gets the knife he lost earlier in the woods back the one he likes to cut people with oh I didn't make that connection yeah, that's why it had all the dirt in the box oh, I thought it was because it was a dirt bag no he is but that's not I thought, you, I thought he'd been promoted from dirt bag to dirt box <laughs> and uh he heads inside where his dad's asleep and the, the children's show on television that apparently his dad likes to watch to unwind after work? Oh, I mean, you know, Mary Lou's Magic Window. That's some hot stuff right there. And uh, it proclaims how the it needs uh, to have him kill them all. And Pennywise is there. And But first he's going to kill, they're going to kill his, he's going to kill his dad. Yep. And everyone chants, kill him. Kill him, kill him, kill him. And so he does, because he's easily swayed. Yeah. Well, he was, like, walking like a weird robot ever since he, like, saw the balloon, pretty much. Yeah, that was really weird. I think I was supposed to show that he was under Pennywise's control, but it was just, yeah, it was a little too much for me. So, meanwhile, at Molly Ringwald's house... Daddy tries to bone her. Uh-huh. Like, literally. Yeah, literally. And so she gives him the kick to the nuts and pushes him away with her legs on his chest and says, I'm I'm out because 
fuck you. Yep. Well, she heads to the bathroom, and uh, Dad's in hot pursuit. And when he gets in there, she uh, busts him in the head with the top of the toilet tank. Yeah, and I was that was another fuck yeah moment for me. Yeah, and uh, and he dead. He dead as fuck. I would hope so. Those shit, those fuckers are heavy. And then uh, Pennywise shows up and he just kind of grabs her. He's like, nope, that's cool. Uh, you're coming with me now. And then he tries to make her scared of him. And she's like, I'm not scared of you. And he sniffs her and he's like, you know what? You don't smell like you're scared of me. So I'm going to open up my mouth and show you three lights. Although I, some people might say there are four lights. I would, and uh, I would assume it's the deadlights. Yeah, which they never mentioned the word deadlights in this movie. But and then he makes her float with the rest of the kids around the giant trash tower he has built. Well, well, don't forget he also does his weird dance number first. Oh, yes. Because that, that is either creepy or stupid. Yeah, I... I'm also torn on this. I don't know how to describe it. He does like the whole like um, Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins kind of kicking one leg out to the side and then the other leg out to the side kind of dance. Yeah. And yeah, his chim, his chimneys, chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, true dance. Mm-hmm. And, but they, they use that, the, where they freeze the motion on his head. So everything else shakes while his head stays in the center of the frame. And yeah, it's like half creepy, half stupid. Yeah. And I mean, like flip a coin. That's how you feel about it. And I bet it would vary depending on when you see it. Yeah, it's some serious Gary Gygax shit. Just like roll a D20. That's your reaction. So um, it's it. Yeah. If Bill shows up at uh Molly Ringwald's house and goes to see what's going on, sees her dead dad, and he's like, well, that's probably fine. I mean, honestly, that guy was a dick. I mean, who hasn't wanted to kill their parents? Am I right? And uh, he sees, you'll die if you try, written on the wall. And he's like, oh, looks like we got to get the band back together. Yeah, because Bo Jackson told me to. And, uh... So he goes and he finds Night Court and he's like, hey, man, we got to go save her. And he's like, okay. And then they go get get Baron Munchausen. And that's when he tells his mom that he knows the fucking score about the placebos. No, the gazebos. The gazebos. That that means they're bullshit. Yeah. And and so he goes from being a hypochondriac to someone who is the victim of uh, Munchausen by proxy syndrome. Yeah, and also the other ones are there. They don't get special scenes. They're just there. Yeah, because they're just Stan and Mike. Yeah, I mean, they have no defining characteristics. Except for being black and Jewish. Yeah. Counter, respectively. So back to the well house we go, where they find a rope in a corner, which seems like a poor choice for a rope to use, but they use it anyway. And does it already have knots tied into it? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what could possibly go wrong? What a weirdly specific rope to have lying around. I mean, how else do you get down a well, right? But a uh, good old boss bully shows up 
Because he's, uh, you know, going to kill them all. He's a real Ash Ketchum of murder. Ashy slashy. And uh, so most of the most of the nerd herd gets down except for Mike. And uh, he has to fight the boss bully. And um, they have a little tussle. The boss bully tries to piston gun him in the head. It don't work. Mike clocks him with the rock and shoves him in a well. Yep, and he falls all the way down. Yeah. Bounces off the walls a couple times, which is pretty good. And if you're keeping score, that is two homicides that have been committed by the nerd herd. Yep, as they should be. And then so Mike reloads the piston gun and then drops the rest of the reloads down the well because clumsy. Yeah. So now they're all... uh, down in the well. And, Except uh, Stan has wandered off for no particular reason. Yeah. And he gets uh, he gets a scared. Well, he gets his the sides of his head like shark chomped by Pennywise. Like you know, Pennywise's mouth like opens up wide enough to get his teeth on either side of Stan's head and then leaves some teeth marks but gets scared away before he can finish eating him. Yeah. And so, um, after seeing this, John Boy says, well, I better leave immediately because I thought I saw Georgie. Obviously. So, uh, he chases off after them. The rest of the nerd herd, uh, sees some floating, rotting heads. They don't care for it. They keep running. Uh, we got, uh... They end up at Trash Tower Central at some point. Yeah, John Boy gets there first, and he sees... Bev, uh, or Molly Ringwald, I should say. Yeah, floating. Yeah, and he's like, eh, that's probably okay for a minute. I gotta go chase my corpse brother. And, uh, he catches up with them. They have a heart-to-heart where it's revealed that little John still has the boat, and it did a it did a bang-up job. Yeah. And, and he's j- like, but you're not really my brother. Yep. So he gives him the old piston gun to the forehead. Yeah. And then Pennywise, like, seizures himself outside, out from inside of Little John. Mm hmm. And uh, meanwhile, the rest of the nerd herd has managed to secure Molly Ringwald. They pulled her down, and uh, Flounder saves her with a kiss. Yeah, which everybody reacts uh, appropriately to by going kind of like, oh, wait, that doesn't seem like that's okay to do. Nope, but then then she has revealed to her that he is the one who gave her the poem because she, while they were cleaning the bathroom, Molly Ringwald quoted some of the poem lines to to John Boy, and John Boy's like, I don't think those are the lyrics to the Cure song we're listening to. Boy, that poem's terrible. Yeah, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's funny, ha, ha, ha. And then she, when she's woken by a kiss from Flounder, she says part of the poem, and he finishes off the poem, and she realizes that he wrote it, and then she looks kind of uncomfortable and then runs off. Yeah. And uh, so now Pennywise has managed to get a hold of old John Boy, and he's like, look, 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 I'll make you guys a deal. You let me eat this guy, and y'all can go and turn old and die and stuff. I don't give a shit. I just, I just really want to eat this one. Yeah, and, just one. And they say just, no. No. 
You may not eat him. None of us are scared of you anymore. So we are gonna literally it, beat the shit out of you. Is this where Nef- is this where Night Court gives his speech? Yeah. Where he's like, I yeah, basically he gives us a whole speech about how making it sound like he was gonna puss out because this was all John Boy's idea. And but now I'm gonna have to motherfucking beat a clown's ass with this baseball bat. And it was kind of it was kind of badass, I will admit. It wasn't super badass. It was just kind of badass. Yeah, it was badass adjacent. It's yeah. It's two doors down from from badass. I get his mail sometimes. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, it's a, this is a it's this is in the badass is in apartment seven oh five, and this guy is this this guy's speech was in apartment five oh seven. So uh, they they just they just beat him up. They they beat him up. That that's it. And they they fake shoot him in the forehead with the piston gun. Yeah, because the power of imagination. Yeah. And and then they they beat him with pipes and bats and chains and that's other the power of physics. Yeah, they really go at it like a bunch of like uh, street punks from some eighties movie like RoboCop or The Warriors or something like. Warriors was seventies. Fair enough. So they beat him up, and he retreats to the sewer, and he says some the, vaguely menacing the well, things. The well within the well. Yeah, it's wellception. Yep. And the day is saved, and they all and he go falls out down the hole. And they they meet up sometime later, where Molly Ringwald's like, "I had a dream that we we're all our parents' age." And I don't know. I guess that means uh, something. Well, we're all we were all back in that one place, only we were older, and which makes me wonder about a scene from the the miniseries, which we won't discuss till next week. And then they do a whole like we're gonna cut the hand of each person, and then we'll all hold hands, but we'll do it to blood to skin, not blood to blood, because that's how AIDS happens. And We'll all swear that we will come back if if this thing, if it comes back again. And then they do the Ocean's Eleven ending where they all like kind of leave individually as the mood strikes them until it's just John Boy and Molly Ringwald. Yep. And then they have a, an, a little tension between them, but Molly Ringwald just leaves. But well, John, they, they John, kiss. Well, John Boy can't have it, and he chases after her, yeah. and that's when they kiss. Yeah, and he gives her, like, the the worst kiss ever. Hey, he's 13. What's he know about it? Yeah. Well, she apparently has had one nice kiss before this. And, and probably only had one nice kiss after this. And then that's pretty much it. Although she's leaving to go spend, to go live with a, her aunt? A relative, someone be- who's going to let her stay there as long as she wants to, because her she, dad she, is her dad's dad, I guess. Yeah, and I thought nope. he was just unconscious and just didn't want to go back to him, but he might be dead. I don't know. I assume I mean, he's dead. I mean, if I took a toilet tank full bore to the head or toilet tank lid full bore to the head, I probably would not be getting back up ever. So yeah, I knew a guy that had that happen to him, and he was in the hospital for several weeks. He didn't die. No, but that's unrealistic. He should have died. 
he he had two black eyes and a broken nose for a really really long time. <laughs> and that's it. 2017 part 1 Woo-hoo. of 2. So so Chris, what did you think of the movie? I think it is okay. I I like it. It's pretty good. It's a definite watch. I've got my problems with it to be sure. I think uh my biggest gripe about this movie is Pennywise. Anytime he shows up, it's all violent stings and jump scares and boogity boo. And I have 13 million teeth. Yeah, he comes off more as just a, a monster than this thing from some other dimension or something that feeds off of your fear. I mean... It seems like he should have really been fucking with them more than just outright jumping out and going boogity boo all the time. The all the all the stuff with the kids is pretty good. They all have pretty good chemistry with one another. Feels like a bunch of kids talking to each other. They're foul mouthed, which I appreciate because thirteen year old kids are foul mouthed. Fuck yeah. So are grown ups for that matter. Double fuck yeah. But no, it's a it's a pretty solid movie. Especially in this day and age. It's no uh it's no it follows or what have you. But if you're looking for a movie that's uh fairly long, but something that even a non horror buff could probably get in, get into and sink their teeth into all seventeen rows. This one this one's a pretty solid watch. I say go for it. What do you say, Mr. Troy? I liked it. I would definitely give us a watch again. I also have some problems with it. Like I wish we would have had more of a look at the kids home lives, home lives, for instance, like the only time we see parents are when they're being shitty. We don't see parents being good at any point in this movie. So I kind of wish we would have seen what family dinner looks like at most of these places. We didn't even see Richie's parents, Richie's parents, Medicare's parents, nothing. Nope. We don't know who they are. We don't know anything about them. I think we see uh, John Boy's mom once at the very beginning, the the back of her head. And we see his dad once when he tears down the map and scolds him for making sewers out of hamster runs. Um, Yeah, we have no idea what happened to Barry Munchausen's parents. Or his dad, at least. Uh, we don't know what happened to Myringwald's mom. It's just these; these are all kind of half-formed characters. We don't even do we even see Flounder's mom, or do we just hear her? Yeah, I don't think we ever really see her either. Yeah, like, and the kids are kind of one note. Like, you have the the overcompensating comedian kid. You have. The kid who's obsessed with the death of his brother. You have the Jewish kid. The black kid. You have the girl who kicks all kinds of ass, but whose dad wants to fuck her. And, but, I mean, like, honestly, like, the most fleshed out character is the fat kid. Pun fully intended. Um, I mean, yeah. The character development needed to work on this. Pennywise was... As I said to my wife, like he was scary, but he wasn't menacing. 
And at least for the first part, I want menacing because if you're going to do a second one, I would just assume we're getting more of the same with Pennywise. There's no like dread that, Oh my God, Pennywise is going to show up again. Like, it's like, Oh, it'd be a bunch of adults being jump scared instead of a bunch of kids being jump scared. Ooh, you know, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, this, this movie is beautiful. Uh, shout out to the DP who I don't know what their name was, but it was definitely Korean. And I could definitely feel like the Korean influences, the Korean horror movie influences. So in the shots, so shout out to you. You were awesome. Um, there were a couple super creepy things in this movie though. Like the, like I said, like the, the headless corpse of the, ironworked child explosion victim like the way that thing moved literally like gave me the chills and like made the hair on my arm stand on end i don't usually have physical reactions to movies but this one gave me one so that's an instant must watch for me uh and like the the smoking easter eggs like Eh, that's fine. Whatever. That was kind of creepy. But what was actually creepy about those was watching them. They're they're balanced on end, like upright. That's 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 not normal. That's not right. <laughs> a fair <laughs> you point. You know, like that that really bothered me. Um, a couple of things, a lot of things like that. But overall, there was a lot of there were a lot of hits. There were a few misses. I think it still deserves a watch. I look forward to the second one. Um, oh, we we skipped over where Pennywise says beep beep Richie at one point. Yeah, for no no fucking reason as far as this movie is concerned. Yeah, um, nobody else says I, it ever. No one. Yeah, Pennywise is the only one to say it in the entire movie, so it makes no sense within the context of the movie. I mean, obviously, if you've read the book or seen the seen the miniseries, that makes sense. But there was no context for that, which really kind of annoyed me. Like, they could have had the kid from Stranger Things say beep, beep at least once. Like, it wouldn't have been hard at all to do. But no, they didn't bother to have him do it. So, uh, that guy, that's another like thing that bothered me. But overall, I think this is actually a really good movie. And I think you should watch it. Mm-hmm. And so as we hit, as we stayed at the beginning of this podcast, Chris, what are we watching next week? We are going to watch the first half of the original miniseries of it. Which was the only part I'd seen from the age of like 12 to the age of 22. <laughs> it is scared, Troy. Yeah, well, it not that combined with other circumstances. But yes, I refused to watch the second half of that movie for a good 10 years. <laughs> So if, what if other people want to recommend a movie that title consists of only two letters? How would they do that? Well, they should definitely do it because at this point, I think most of the recommendations are either one movie from you, one movie from Brett, and Mr. Green and I alternating recommendations all the way down. So if uh, we would love to hear from some of our... our uh, regular suggestors like dummy act or kylie kylie or, requ requested one oh i mean i must have missed that one i'll have to add it uh dairy tech we haven't heard you from you in a while that'd be good to hear from you again um Plovdiv. 
Plovdiv, uh, Stefan, uh, Stefan Senpai, if you are out there and would like to recommend a movie, we'd love to watch one. Uh, but, and if you don't know how to recommend it, let me remind you, you could go to Facebook where we are Slaughterhouse Princess. You could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You could at us on Twitter at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess. You could go to our Discord server at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Uh, if you would like to just listen to us, and I don't know why you'd want to listen to us, but if you did, you could you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music. Uh, apparently, we have some episodes uploaded to YouTube, Brett keeps saying. Yeah, um, he thinks we oh, do. If you would like to fire off uh, messages into the ether and maybe we'll see them, you could go to our subreddit, r slash SHP podcast. If you would like to support us financially, you could go to our store at store.slaughterhouseprincess.com and buy something with our logo on it. Or you could go to Patreon at patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com and pledge money to us that way if you'd like to give us a little bit of money every month. And I think that's everything. That's a lot of stuff. It is a lot of stuff. I'm very tired now. You should be. So come back next time where we're going to watch more It, but different It, not the same It. Exactly. It's it's this different It, same It, all the same. And uh, while other podcasts are thinking about movies, and I by other podcasts, I mean such wonderful podcasts as Horror Show Hot Dog and Faculty of Horror, they like to think about movies, but we... We just like to drink about movies. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.